Okay. All right. Are we ready to begin? As you wish. Beginning. Begin at the beginning. Okay. It's a very good place to start. (laughs) (laughs) It's in my head. God, he was so hot. Oh, he's so hot. Energy, energy, energy. Okay. Hear the wind howling, the cauldron bubbling. Well, there's a reason. It's a coven show. From the Middle Aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, I'm Hillary, the provider butler, and this show has everything. We're all synced up and ready to talk about the pop culture we've arrived a little late at, or actually just completely ignored. Uh, joining me in arriving late to the party, but like parenthetically, she would never, in the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne the Mastermind Lundholm. Hi, Anne. <laughs> I need to get witchy. Yeah, and since we determined last week that some of us on the show are evil, then this really <laughs> kind of fits. I know you're very like Mr. Burnsy, like rubbing your hands together. You're like <laughs> excellent, <laughs> excellent. Um, and in Michigan slash Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's our other mastermind, Meredith the MBH, and this is how I typed it: Van Hard. <laughs> uh, and I almost went back and changed it, and I was like, No, it no, makes me laugh. It, it's it's yeah, it's organic. That's that's another one that I've gotten a lot. Great. Uh, <laughs> you go hard. That's yep. why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and finally, straddling many, many personalities. She's our very own Sybil in Girl Scout Central <laughs> in Linwood, Washington. It's Christy, the protector slash provider wise. Hi, Christy. Hello. Hi. Um, okay. As usual, we'll do some small talk, some medium talk. T she recommends Amazon plug of the week, housekeeping and how you can get involved. And with that, Meredith, take us in to small talk. Yeah, we have a few items on our small talk list today, and I don't know what most of them are, except for the one that's mine. So I'm going to immediately throw this to Anne. You selfish asshole. (laughs) What is um, your application to the IBEW? Well, so uh, last week I talked about how I am both an idiot and a genius because cut my own internet and then splice my own internet and uh, then drywalled over it, and now my kitchen is painted, and you never would have known that there was a phone jack there in the first place. And because of this, I got high on my own supply and decided that I was qualified to be in the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ah, I see. <laughs> and that I could now uh, change out all my own light switches and outlet receptacles oh, and right. so forth in the kitchen. And I went to YouTube University, took a couple of courses, felt like my I was ready. I took the first one off the wall, and the wiring was different. There's no ground. There was no ground in there. Oh. I know they have some self-grounding boxes, but then does my switch work? I don't know. And guys, I got scared. Oh, well, yeah. I got scared. Be, I don't know. Yeah. So I called my electricians. And they came over yesterday and looked at it. It was a good thing that I called them because I had gotten... 
a couple of things wrong when I ordered parts because apparently in the kitchen it's code that you have to not do GFCI outlets. They have to be dual GFCI slash AFCI, which I was Mm -hmm. completely ignorant of. So ground fault and arc fault. And so I had to order a couple of those and one of the switches was different. And so no electrical certification for me anywhere in the near future. I'm really disappointed at myself because I feel like I should have been able to do this. But you know what? They go to school. I, mean, I was going to say, they do like yeah. apprenticeship. You're, you're learning right now. For years. They go way. to school for an apprentice for years. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's Don't beat like yourself up. It's not a six-week course to be an electrician. No. But no. I still wanted to do it because remember I said the last time I had them come out and do work for me was $800? Mm-hmm. Would anybody like to venture a guess how much this is going to cost me? What did you have that was $800? That was the overhead light in my kitchen, a new like under cabinet over the sink light, and two outlets. And this time it's just one outlet? Oh, honey. It's three (laughs) GFCI outlets, eight toggle switches, because they all, because all um, light switches come single. So even if you have a panel that has three, that's three singles there, and they charge you for each one of those, plus two regular outlets. Um, outlet receptacles 900 775 dollars that's why i wanted to do it myself yeah no but i said you know what it's only money i know i don't want to die it's not worth burning your house down (laughs) that's what i'm thinking i I have a small bank account that i've had for years when i opened it i named it vacation and uh since i bought the house it has been used for home repair only. (laughs) I transferred $800 out of that and it's, I'm I'm gonna get my pretty kitchen, but I'm a little disappointed in myself. I mean, right now you can't take a vacation, so a vacation technically is into your kitchen. So, that's that's true. (laughs) I'm gonna take a vacation to the stove. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, don't talk about my stove. It's on its Uh last legs. Uh Oh Oh, no! But but then you can go to um, stainless like you want. That's true. I can't. I mean, it sucks, but at the same time, when? Right. (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) Right. And if you get a Samsung, you can just break the clock and they'll give you all your money back, which is what they did to me. God, you scammer. (laughs) It wasn't my idea. (laughs) I thought they were trying to scam me. I was like, no, this doesn't make sense. (laughs) This is a scam. Well, and I, I feel like give you... A month and you will be like expert level mm-hmm. i just have a feeling okay i have to learn how to wire a three-way light switch you can do it i think you can do but, it but think about i mean just think about that how i would when they did the other thing how many hours did it take uh like an hour so they made eight hundred dollars an hour it was two guys so four hundred dollars an hour. We are in the wrong business. Seriously. Come on. Seriously. It may have been Amazing. an hour and a half. I don't know. When our plumber came in, it was four hundred and fifty dollars, and he did it in half an hour. We wow. are in the wrong business. Like, yep. and I bought. I'm pro- I'm providing all my own parts, so it's not like. That's uh, parts. It's just labor. Uh, that is just labor. We got a quote for it. Gregory got an, uh, a hybrid car a couple months ago, and 
he just charges it in the regular outlet outside of the house, but you can get more powerful ones that give you more charge mm-hmm. and faster time. Faster. So I got a quote on, yeah, on installing that in the garage and it would be about $2,000. Uh, and I was like, that's uh, what my dad's paid to have their um, Tesla one put in. Yeah. It and is a level two charger. It's such a scam in Palm Springs where they are. You have to pay a fee to have one put in um, because so many people have it. And also California is going to no cars can be sold within the state in 2030, I think. Yeah. That, that right. aren't electric. So yeah. they have such a scam going. I think they paid $500 for the permit to even have someone come out and put it uh. in. Yeah, I guess I would have to probably get it inspected, and I'm not sure if the electrical box can handle it. So we're just kind of, we're just going to, and I don't know how long we're going to be in this house, so <laughs> we're just going to leave it for now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, electricity. Yeah. How does it work? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, okay, I don't know whose this is, but the next item on Small Talk is the kids walked. <laughs> okay, it just is a, I feel like I hit a milestone in parenting, but um the uh, a couple of Bridget and Rory's friends um, had decided to walk home from school, and she wanted to do it. Rory just wants to do whatever she wants to do, so I was like, "Okay." Now their school is about mm, a little less than a mile from our house. It's a pretty straight shot. There's not really any confusing turns or anything, but it you do have to walk along a busy street. But there's sidewalks and there's a crossing guard once you get to the school, so it's like. Uh, pretty simple and she's not I mean she'll be nine tomorrow this is Saturday Bridget will be nine on Sunday so I'm like I I rode my bike to school starting in about second grade so I'm like okay I think she's kind of ready for this and I and they were walking home with their friends um and I was like okay you know teeing them up they did not walk to school mostly because neither Dave nor I nor the kids can get our shit together enough like early and it's dark <laughs> still in the morning I'm like mm-hmm. I don't want to mess with this and it literally is like a three minute drop off for me to just send them you know drop them off at school or Dave uh anyway they walked home I'm like you have to go straight no dawdling like keep walking and I the first day they did it was Wednesday and I wanted so badly to like go get out of my car and kind of like <laughs> secretly stalk them except that I I have a minivan so it's like you know it kind of stands out um but they made it home in like a pretty good clip they get it out around three and I think they got home around 320 or something so I was like all right and then Bridget did it on Thursday Rory had um, a speech therapy appointment so he couldn't do it and then okay I'm recording sorry Love you. Sorry. God. Um, <laughs> and then on Friday, I was like, okay, you guys can do it again. Um, and around 3.30, my friend Christine was like, have you seen the kids yet? Because I haven't. And I'm like, no, you know what? It's been a little bit long. Like, I'm going to go get in my car. And so I didn't want to, but then I, I wanted them to know. I don't know. This is fucking parenting. Like, I want them to have independence and think that they're responsible for themselves, but also want them to know, like, if they get in trouble you know, I'm here, like they can, you know, count on me to to be there or whatever. Anyway, of course, as soon as I started to pull out onto the major street, I see them walking and I'm like, okay, hey guys, like what took so long? And they're like, Rory ran away. Oh. <laughs> like go chase him down. Of course so, you did. I know. I'm like, oh, you little punk. And then he does this thing, like if we get upset with him, I mean, this poor kid, not poor kid, this brat, like he, Bridget has gotten the brunt of everything. Rory's barely had a voice raised out, you know, like he, if we raise his, our voices to him, he's like, Aah. 
I'm sorry. Anyway, and he gets embarrassed. Anyway, so we had to have like several like mini talks with him saying, you know, if this happens again, you can't walk. Like you're not mature enough. He's like, I can do it. I'm like, you know, it, and it's hard when you're six because, um, you know, somebody maybe said something making fun of him or something and they're so emotional at that age and don't have like the rational to be like, okay, like keep my shit together until I get home. His, you know automatic responses to run away anyway ended up being fine but we're like you have to come straight home like you have to come straight home anyway it's very exciting I feel liberated weirdly because the school is very close and I'm working from home there's no reason I can't pick them up but Dave and I really as parents we really want our kids to be independent I mean I'm not making them go get a job or anything but I just uh, you know I want them to not know you know they can make their own lunch. They can, you know, go walk around to their friends' houses as long as they're responsible and, you know, don't get in trouble. So we're trying to instill it, but it is kind of scary. I have a story similar to that from my own childhood, and I'm fuzzy on the details, but I was extremely young. Like, I think I was in kindergarten and my sister was in preschool. <laughs> and oh, my God. We had a babysitter who would come and get us, and we lived, I, I just mapped it because I was curious, from that house to school was 0.4 miles. It was a nine-minute walk, so not bad, but we, our babysitter, like, was late or something, and I just took it upon myself, like, well, I guess she's not coming, and we have to get ourselves home. <laughs> Five-year-old logic? I don't know. And so I just took my sister, and we walked home ourselves. Like, and it's on it's a sidewalks, but it was also a busy street and one where I don't even remember if there was a crosswalk at one of these places. Like I got in a lot of trouble in the like my parents were terrified sort of trouble. Sure. Um, And I do remember just them being like, don't ever do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think as it was a parent, but the thing that makes me the most mad is when I'm scared um, and then you find them and then you're like mad that you were scared because yeah. they put you through it. So, yep. you know, and I'm not, and maybe I'm Pollyanna about this. I'm not nervous about them like being kidnapped or anything. There's plenty of kids that are walking along that street. Um, but I am just more like, it's more Rory, like just darting off and being a wild man. Bridget's though. She's very opinionated and has, a, you know thoughts about everything she's a, a rule follower in a way because she kind of knows she can see the longer um outcome like if she fucks up then down the road it's gonna fuck stuff up for mm-hmm. her so anyway I, I don't know I feel I felt like I hit a milestone somewhat I'm having a vision of you as Miss Piggy in the Muppet <laughs> State of Manhattan wearing the trench coat and stalking know, Kermit exactly. around New York City <laughs> I know I've got like a, yeah like my big sunglasses on oh my gosh that would look so cute I'd be like dirty out yeah. Yeah. I know um, oh, like I, 80s perm yes yes back when we could send Elliot to school on Fridays I would work from home so I would let her take the bus home and Jeremy did not want that to happen and so we kept it like a secret and he would freak out like the entire time he'd be like walking back and forth he just like happened to need to walk the dog in the same route to see if she was there um there was a couple just casually here there was a couple times i freaked out because traffic is so bad that it's very unpredictable so she's supposed to be home at 4 30 but sometimes it would be like 4 45 and about 4 30 i'm like 
checking the mail, walking <laughs> up and down mm-hmm. the street. Um, just it, because there aren't sidewalks. There's parts that have sidewalks, but then yeah. there's parts that don't. And also there's a busy street outside of our neighborhood that doesn't have a crosswalk, which is terrible. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Oh, I know. Scary. Letting, letting go. Be responsible for yourself. I don't need yeah. to be a mom anymore. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um <laughs> Our next item on Small Talk is Meredith News. I know. Well, I don't know. Because um, it was last on the list. And I am the mastermind Follower. and I follow the yeah. rules. Um, as of, we're recording this on Saturday. As of yesterday, I am unemployed. Woo! It's a actually, good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's not actually entirely true. They're giving, they're using my CTO for the last week because it's the middle of a pay period. <laughs> so, so nice. <laughs> Technically, I'm I won't be unemployed, but I'm not working this upcoming week because I accepted a new position at a CRO, which is a contract research organization called Row. It's based in Durham, North Carolina, but it's a remote position, so I don't have to move. And it'll be a significant pay bump and a significant bump in responsibility. So I am super psyched. Meredith. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is you stuck around the hospital until you got vaccinated. Yep. And then you (laughs) scrammed. It doesn't look great. And that was not my intention. Scammer. Not upset about it. (laughs) Yeah. When I was talking to the HR person, I I mentioned it and she's like, oh, I'm so jealous. I was like, yeah, I guess it's the one benefit of working at a hospital that never gives us raises and takes away all our benefits. Yeah. (laughs) Won't die. Uh, well, congratulations. I won't I'm, die of that. Yeah. Thank I'm you. excited for you. I'm excited and nervous and a, a little bit scared because it's just unknown, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it's going to be for like. Sure. Everybody I've met so far, of course, all via Zoom, has been lovely. Um, but, you know, everybody always is when they're meeting you for the first time. So right. uh, we'll have to see. Um, but I'm excited. you your old job for a long time. So I have yeah. been there for 12 years. So oh, well, this will yeah. be my 12th year. Almost a 12. Wow, so wow, wow. yeah, it was, it was about time. And you know, there, it was, it wasn't really all about money. It was like, I've kind of, I kind of did as much as I could do there. There yeah. was nowhere else for me to go. There was no promotions. There was nothing. So I started to just kind of casually look over the summer, just like, oh, I wonder what's out there. And I, I wasn't really pushing it, but a recruiter contacted me on LinkedIn <laughs> and, and that's how this came to be. So Weird. That it worked. Wait, you mean LinkedIn is actually useful for that? I, I know. I was shocked. I mean, I was getting nothing. Like, there was nothing useful on ZipRecruiter or, like, Monster, no. any of those. It was all garbage. And so I was just like, nah, whatever. You know, if something pops up, it pops up. And you can set your resume to be visible just to recruiters because I didn't really want my boss to know. Yeah. Either. Right. Right. And so then I started getting emails from recruiters. And I had a couple interviews with... Uh, a couple different CROs in the summer and it would start out like we love your experience and let's talk and blah 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 and then they would be like nah your experience isn't right I'm like well okay <laughs> fuck off yeah, so you're everything never gonna you needed get out to know <laughs> yeah everything you needed to know was in my resume and you didn't I guess look at it so cool yeah so I was feeling a little disillusioned and I was not like I wasn't hopeful that this would even happen. Like when the recruiter contacted me, I was like, oh, sure. Just so you know, this is my experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah I feel like this one happened, I mean, with some bumps, but pretty quickly. Like the yeah. the process was pretty quick. It was. I got the offer on 
inauguration day. Because that was the day that I was in bed with my COVID chills. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, we need this paperwork back tomorrow. And I was like, I can't handle that right now. <laughs> so I did it in the morning and, and sent them the next day. So yeah, it was it was relatively quick. I think my, my first interview was right before Christmas and they shut down between Christmas and New Year's. So I didn't hear anything. And that was a that was an anxious, anxious week. Yeah, but I knew it wasn't like anything. It was just that they weren't there. So <sighs> yay. yay, I know it's starting a new job. It's like, it's so exciting. I the, actually, the part that you're in right now is my favorite part before you start the job. <laughs> and you're like, it's got so, so much hope. ahead of me. And yeah. then you get there and you're like, I don't know where the, well, I mean, not that you're going in the office, but just like, you don't know exactly the processes Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, who to contact for whatever. Anything. And it just feels like you're just kind of like, I don't know what to do right now. Yeah. And, and I'm sure it will be, cause like, of course I've, I'm tired of the headaches that I get at my job. It's just going to be a different set of headaches. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. But it's like, Ooh, I wonder what those are going to be. <laughs> New and exciting. Yeah. My first day at the university, they put me in a cubicle and said, okay, now do it. And I was like, what? Do what? Do what? I do have quite a bit of orientation scheduled for the first day. And I feel I spent all morning today filling out these awful tons and tons of paperwork and mm. printing out the signature pages and blah, 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 blah. So I have all that stuff taken care of. So I have several hours of orientation ahead of me. And hopefully that'll help me feel a little bit more secure. We'll see. TBD. Hopefully well, yeah. your new headaches aren't boomer men trying to get you to lie with science gosh if only i you know i don't have a lot of hope that that i'll be able to escape that entirely <laughs> yeah i mean we all have to endure it mm-hmm. right now. Oh, god please yes all right well congratulations thank Very you excited for Woo, you yay. um now moving on to more show centric stuff we're gonna move on to the mailbag mail time um, if anybody ever watched Blue's Blues Clues, there was like a whole mail time thing. Um, I always Are you think kidding? About that. All those moms <laughs> lusting after Steve. I know, Steve. God, he was so cute. Um, okay, um, here are some throw your phones, some mail that we got. Eric said, did I miss it? No one mentioned Jack Nicholson and Mars Attacks. Eric. <laughs> um, I canonically in my house we are not a tim burton um household but i love like beetlejuice and i love um the first batman the second batman kind of like freaked me out and i like Pee Wee's big adventure but anything past that i don't know he just is not my aesthetic i don't like get into it and i remember being really scared of mars attacks i mean i was in high school but i was like i don't want to see that. it was really weird no. yeah I mean, there are people that I like and listen to, and they love Mars Attacks. It was actually like a pretty big flop. Um, with uh, there were so many like big stars in it, Jack Nicholson, I think like Natalie Portman, like a young Natalie Portman's mm-hmm. in it. Um, but no, I didn't mention that. Sorry. Well, that's okay. That's that's Eric's best. I know, we could have yes. mentioned every single one, so I that's know. where you I guys am not come judging in. you. I am not judging you, but it's just yeah. Um, and then Bob, our cranky old liberal. Uh, wrote in he said I am in fact Minerva McGonagall <laughs> I love it so much <laughs> I know that's perfect hi masters of the podcast universe and you non-masters in the crew as well yeah so your favorite yeah that's me um, so your favorite old science teacher and accordion player is an ENFJ close to being an e- e- EFN 
and P as well. That explains the teacher part of my life to a T. I actually uh, went to another MBTI site and took a 150 question quiz, Whoa, which gave geez. me the above results. Damn, I do not have the brain capacity See, for that. See, I only made you guys take the 64 question. <laughs> yeah. no. um, the more questions on the same topic, it's the greater frequency of reproducible results, right, master statisticians? Mm-hmm. Or am I just mansplaining here? Yes and yes. Yes. <laughs> Wait, side Both. note. I Side note, I applied to this company a long time ago, Keller Williams Realtors, and they make you take like a personality test. I applied you. twice and totally, like they never offered me a job, even though I was like way overqualified or like completely qualified. I'm like, Am I a psycho on this? Yes. I mean, it was definitely. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> do I just keep changing my answers? Answer, and they're like, yes. she's insane. Um, anyway, back to the letter. Anyway, I probably am an amalgam amalgam of myself, Hillary, and Christy. The thought of us inhabiting the same body is disturbing. <laughs> Maybe a touch of Bobby as well. Like Hillary, I enjoy social gatherings and like to be the center, to be if not the center of attention, at least center adjacent. Exactly. However, after a while, I'm done and I need to be alone with a lot less people. The pandemic has really brought out this side of myself, and the thought of getting back together with folks is both uh, exhilarating and exhausting at the same time. Like Christy, I like spreadsheets, and like Bobby, I was old before I was actually old. (laughs) This might explain why I read and reread all of James Harriet books as a young man and now watch the reboot of All Creatures Great and Small, which is excellent and well acted, by the way. Uh, my, I like this part. My wife, Sue, is an, is an INTJ. And it Sue? took me many <laughs> years to realize that, like Anne, she was uh, generating alternative solutions to problems and not criticizing me. She is one of those INTJers who, when considering an idea, will just say, well, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't think you took into consideration X, Y, and Z. Not realizing that a factual statement can be taken as criticism by us sensitive F-types. I learned to deal with that pretty well, and I think she's learning to soften her response somewhat. Uh, But truth and science will out, damn it. Anyway, this email is already too much in character. Long, rambling explanations. Just so ENFJ. I'll just say, by the end, I really enjoyed the show. Laugh along with you guys a lot and took pleasure in your various personality types. All the best, Bob. Aw. I thought that was very Thanks, sweet. Bob. Very yeah. sweet. Oh, yeah. God damn you F types. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Not criticizing you. <laughs> Just laying out the facts. I know. It really, like, it has um, taken me a long time to realize, like, people are because I think I was raised and also my personality type to be like, oh, like you're so precious. Aren't you precocious for coming up with that? Like, that's a good idea. And just realizing people are coming up with different ideas and it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, I was in a meeting the other day where we're going through this big project and it's kind of in flux and everybody was supposed to like talk about what they'd been doing in their experience. And when it got to my turn, I was like, okay, I want to preface this statement by saying this is not in any way a criticism (laughs) of the work that you guys have done. I just want to let you know that this is fucked up right now (laughs) and it's going to be great but it's really hard to test just yeah. because we're in the middle of changing everything and that's all. But I, I don't know. I might start doing that more often being like, this is not a criticism. Yeah. <laughs> However, I've definitely learned to couch, to couch criticism between like the criticism sandwich where I say a yeah. nice thing and pro, then maybe con, a, con, pro. Yeah. Maybe a hurtful <laughs> thing or that could be hurtful, not intending to be. And then something nice afterwards. 
I think I told Dave one time. Well, I think I tell this, him this like pretty regularly. I know you're not being malicious. You're just being really selfish right now. <laughs> 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 it's helpful. <laughs> because most of the time he's not aiming to do bad stuff to me. He's just thinking about himself. And sometimes I sure. want to be incorporated. No, he's mm-hmm. great. I'm talking shit. But yes. Um, no, I, it, it, it is. I, I think it's good. Well, I'm conversely trying to make myself speak up a little bit more when I think something's a bad idea because I so value harmony all the time and like everybody okay let's just move it along and everybody agrees and then sometimes I'm like no trust your instincts because you know like this isn't right or whatever something's Mm -hmm. kind of fucked up and it's better to say so and maybe like mildly hurt somebody's feelings yeah you know what their feelings are their problem to deal with I know know. to a certain extent Not that you have to go around being mean to everybody, but, you know. I know. I know. I, I will know. sometimes I say things to Gregory. I'll be like, um, okay, I am not trying to be a jerk, but I don't know how else to say this. Just going to put it out there. Right I'm now. trying to think of a non-mean way to say whatever. <laughs> You're being a dick. No. Um, <laughs> and on that, uh, the last question of the week, obviously, was which one of our persona- personalities do you match up with? Um, we got a lovely, lovely, lovely voicemail from Justina, and we will play it here. Oh my God, you guys, <laughs> this is listener Justina calling in and, um, uh, you know, fellow lady scientist, fellow INTJ right here. Um, guess who, guess who had the nickname of evil back in college? That would be me. So I guess there's something to this whole mastermind thing. Um, now I have also been told that if someone wanted to start a, a a world domination thing they would want me to plan the strategy don't know if that's related or not hmm anyway good to know i know that i am an Anne and a meredith for sure oh god love you justina well 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 mm-hmm. we have quite the turn of events <laughs> that took place on our facebook page this week because with justina with heather with lane that takes five Lady INTJs in this group. Mm -hmm. And it's quite a rare personality type. Anything that is introverted is rare. And then I think the NT combination is kind of a weird one. So it's the rarest of all the types. And then there are even fewer women who identify as INTJs. And of course, there's that's why this is a non-scientific thing, because I think to some extent it's self-selecting. I think right because INTJ is a little bit more associated with I think characteristics that aren't always considered quote unquote feminine Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. some women may self-select away from that but the fact that there are five of us you guys are in trouble now (laughs) (laughs) and Justina you're not evil if if Anne and I aren't evil I mean technically I mean I thought Mm. we were embracing it (laughs) (laughs) we are evil Meredith all right right. remember we're evil fine (laughs) Uh, okay, Kalina says, I'm 100% a Christie, but my closest friends have always been big time Meredith slash Anne's because they are everything I am not. So I admire them and learn from them. That's Aww. so sweet. I love a person who's a good talker because it yes. really takes the weight off of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I know. You guys, the four of us can just travel together. Yeah. Okay, Christine says, Meredith is my spirit animal. Aww. Heart. Thumbs up. Cute. Um, Edward says, PAPE! In all caps. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Heather says, Anne, 
same INTJ, same amount of baking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Like Jean said, really like admire you all, but I am an ENFP. I took that thing nearly 40 years ago and I'm not much changed. I think it would be Hillary Livingston Butler. Oh, nice. uh, and Maggie says Hillary Livingston Butler, and I kind of <laughs> knew that. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. all knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bree says I'm a mix of Hillary and Bobby, but also a lady scientist. So shruggy, lady mm. scientists come in all. I know combos. I know. What is science? Probably. <laughs> there's this. Um, there's this meme that I love, and it makes me laugh every single time. And it's this like. Um, a picture of like a golden retriever with like um, buns and oh yeah, <laughs> and he's like, I have no, no idea, idea what I'm <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, Ellen V H Van Hard. Uh, she says, I'm going to go with Merida. That makes well, sense. Good. <laughs> no, come on now. <laughs> it's true. We are basically the same exact person in many, many ways. I know so. y'all look alike. Yeah. <laughs> um, Amanda says, I am a Hillary Livingston Butler. And I love it because Meredith was one of the first people I met when I went to, God, it seems like a thousand years ago, when I went to Seattle before I was on LRB for the anniversary. Um, I didn't like really, I mean, I had met. I, I had met all of you guys, but not like, you know, we hadn't spent like a ton, a ton of time together. And so I went to that thing that Christy and Jeremy or the LRB meetup, mm-hmm. right? At the brewery. Yep. yep. And I hung out with Amanda and Naomi and Amanda gave me a ride to the uh, place and it was very nice and we got along straight away. So yeah. she's very nice. Yeah. She's very cool. Uh, Denny says, I'm the late Mike Rizal. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Oh, decomposition and all, Denny. <laughs> yeah. Um, Barb says, I'm a little bit Hillary and a lot Mike. Pinch of Bobby and Meredith. Oh, you're like <laughs> cocktails yeah. of all of us. Um, Ellen says, Aren't we all of them? I'm definitely an Ann Meredith major sign, but I'm a Christy Rising and a Mike Bobby <laughs> Hillary cusp. Because <laughs> y'all are extroverts and I only have an extrovert minor tendencies. Same. <laughs> and Catherine says, I'm an Ann. Thank and then you. we got we got some other ones on the actual posts um, uh, that we posted on Sunday. It says Scott says I took the free online version and I am marginal between INTJ and ENTJ. Makes sense why I listen. Uh, I'm sadly not a scientist, but I'm an architect instead. I don't think ah, that's sad. <laughs> but yeah. see, here's the thing. Now, in in the Wikipedia article, when it gave the little taglines for well not tagline names for each category and Meredith and I we are the mastermind yeah. if you look at alternate versions of that sometimes that category is listed as da, 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 the architect ah that makes sense hmm. yeah so there you go Scott yeah yeah you could be a scientist too um Andrea says Meredith wins my favorite quote of the week have you guys ever actually been to Florida <laughs> I'm, I was and still am shocked that you guys didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> I haven't been to Florida. Well, I've been to Jacksonville, but I was just, but I haven't been where the pools are. So I've been to Disney World. That's it. Yeah. My best friend is from Miami and her parents have a pool in one of those things and Duff's grandparents yeah. lived there. So I've spent way too much time in Florida. Oh, well, you know, um, the Florida ooh, people. Ooh, <laughs> can, can I air a grievance about something that happened on our Facebook page? Yeah. It is your sister, Kristen, Hillary. Yes. Oh, God, what'd she do? Posted oh, God, a recipe yes. For Ugh. Miracle Whip popsicles. And oh, yeah. 
I want to ban her from our page. I, I mean, know, that was egregious. Her birthday, she has a birthday coming up, and I'm like, I'm sorry, no. I'm not you. I'm not even going to celebrate. Like this no. is my punishment because yeah. that's repulsive. And I love mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise, but one, I don't really not like miracle like that. And two, ugh, and solid <sighs> mayonnaise popsicles. No, thank you. No. <laughs> I love that there were some people who were like, "Oh, it's pretty good." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, if it was ice cream and not Miracle Whip, I know then it would be good. It ugh, could be good, not, but ugh, no, why? No, 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 no. Repulsive, repulsive. We've talked about this before, but in the fifties, man, did they have some weird ideas about yeah. food? Actually, yeah. I remember when I used to really be into um, Top Chef. Um, there was one episode where they were like, "Cook, cook this menu from," the, like they went to some old New York. Um, historic restaurant that does not, you know, serve food like that. But they're like, this was our menu in 1955. And you have to cook these, and it was just the weirdest stuff. And it was even a nice restaurant, but yeah, a lot of like, you know, just odd combinations. The emphasis was not was not on like fresh food. No, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a restaurant like that in downtown Detroit, and I went for lunch once, and it. Like I, the the healthiest thing that I could find in the menu was technically a salad. It was like a pile of chopped up ham and salami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all it was. With just mayonnaise based something yeah. on top, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, then I, I like like the the dieter's plate, which was half a cantaloupe filled with cottage cheese. Yes, always. yes, always. yes, that, yes. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, gracias. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for uh, participating. We love. We love that you can self-identify with us. <laughs> you guys are good at self-analysis. That's mm-hmm. fun. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's move into medium talk. Um, we're doing a, a media medium talk today. You know, we love the TVs. We love the movies. And so I thought, let's discuss the topic of late to the party. Mm-hmm. There are all shows that we know that we meant to watch <laughs> or shows that we heard about after they got popular. And we didn't get around to watching them. But I want to talk about something that you have gotten into, TV or movie, whatever, book, I guess, slideshow, whatever, (laughs) way after everybody else did. Did you start watching Breaking Bad this year? That's kind of what I'm talking about. And I was like, wait a minute. Have you heard about this Breaking Bad show? It's pretty (laughs) good. (laughs) (laughs) On the same... um, opposite tack I would say I also want to know what show have you refused to watch that everybody else has seen I mean my obvious example is I refuse to watch Titanic mm-hmm. yes yeah yep and everybody else has seen it but something that everybody else well okay also famously on the show I have refused to watch Schitt's Creek because yep. mm-hmm. I you're just, wrong on that one. But I just <laughs> I agree with Titanic. <laughs> I had the Chris Elliott and you're like, well, but he's not in that. You're like, well, drink around the turd in the punch bowl. And it'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> I, I love to watch Shit's Creek, but he just creeps me out so much yeah. that I can't well, do it. Well, and he plays the creep so he well. He plays a bad it's, character. It's his thing, too. right? I'm not like criticizing Chris Elliott because it's always been his thing to be like really weird and kind of grotesque. And he's definitely making deliberate choices. They're just choices that freak me out. Yep. So you're good within for your him rights. for doing his thing. Yeah. But yeah. I just, I, I don't care how wonderful it is. I, when people are like, but it's just a little turd. No, <laughs> no turds. <laughs> 
<laughs> no turds. No turds. Let's see. Well, let's start with Christy. Christy, what do you got for us? Um, something that I started because of you, Anne. Oh, is, oh. Uh, Veronica Mars. Oh, it's so yes. good. I so just good. W- finished it in October, so it's very new. Um, I love Kristen Bell. I've watched the good. I've only rewatched shows a couple times, and The Good Place is one of them. I love her so much, and I don't. And did you tell me I should watch it, or I don't even remember I how it came so. up. It's so good. And I haven't so seen it good. either. It's so good. It's, it's so, so good. Especially the first season is so good. So good. Yeah. And um, then they had a movie, like mm-hmm. uh, fans crowdsourced a movie. So it just kept going on. And then they had a new season that was, what, four or six episodes or something? I haven't watched that yet. I haven't either. I can't believe you haven't watched like, it. Like, I'm not sure that I want to. I really didn't yeah. care for the movie because what the... You know, Rob Thomas, not the Matchbox mm. 20 guy, the mm-hmm. Veronica Mars creator and Kristen Bell said they felt like they had a duty to yeah. give the fans what the fan fans wanted uh-huh. because the fans paid for it. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was a movie of fan service. And there are some things that I don't I, I don't think veronica and logan should be together there i said it <laughs> i said it i mean i think logan is very hot and sexy mm-hmm. but i think that mm-hmm. he is like kind of abusive in a mm-hmm. way i so. think that they bring out the worst in each yeah. other yeah is yeah. what it is you, and there's yeah. tons of chemistry yeah. and it's very hot and sexy but they're just not better people when they're with yes, each other yeah i agree I- I do think that, I mean, because you watched it when it was happening, right? Yep. Both of you. Um, I think there is something to being able to binge it with, I think you get less involved in the, in the characters and, I, and I more in the plot. No, yeah. I think I kind of get that because, you know. And you're not waiting. Like you, yeah. you probably, had to, I mean, you did yeah. wait years yeah. between yeah. the last season that just, when it just got canceled to the movie to season four it was like huge gaps in years between that yeah um, gosh and i mean i, I remember th- in the second season there it's so it was on upn originally and yes. they had a crossover <laughs> between whoever won that week's challenge on america's next on america's- top model and i was a heavy user of america's next top yeah. model and veronica mars and i was like there she is they did that on the second season and on the third season then <laughs> right yeah and and that show had a gift for bringing back like i would say 80 stars like yes harry hamlin harry was hamlin. amazing harry hamlin and lisa renner and yeah. and then the goot Steve Gutenberg yes. oh, was Gutenberg. fantastic. He was so good on it. Oh. No, it's good. I mean, the true relationship in the show, which sounds gross, is between her and her dad. I mean, that's like the that's the oh, it's the so sweet. Best dad ever. Yep, best yeah. dad. Best dad um, ever. Have you have any of you watched House of Lies? No, no. Mm-hmm. Dave has, but I haven't because um, Dave is also a, a major Kristen Bell fan. So in one, I mean, spoiler, she hooks up with this guy who's a jerk on house of lies that is the older um detective that's in veronica mars and it just felt so gross yeah wait sheriff lamb um no the the other pi oh vinnie van low oh, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. so she, there's a whole storyline where she like Ooh. that's her boyfriend and it's so creepy if you watch it in that order if you watch veronica mars then house of lies <laughs> 
Oh, and it's no, one of those shows where I think that it didn't get its due because of the fact that it was set in high school and it starred a teenage mm-hmm. girl. Yes. Yep. People think that and it, it was, was a on show UPN. for teenagers. And boys can't watch girls no nope. shows and it girls. really wasn't it was extremely dark it was like mm-hmm. california noir i mean her so main good. thesis was people will betray you people yeah. will always betray you and she uh. was cynical before her years and she tried to wear it as armor but then underneath she was still that person who had hope yep she was a marshmallow on the inside yeah. so it's, I what a great thought- show that it was going to be like a Nickelodeon for kids show. No, I think that maybe that's so how it was marketed not. at the yeah. time or something. Yeah. I don't know. But it was very not that. And I highly recommend. Thank you for turning me um, on to that. And yeah. an early, early potential uh, uh, Academy Award supporting actress, Oscar winner, probably definitely nominee, Amanda Seyfried mm-hmm. uh, in the first season. And Tessa Thompson. Has, in yes, the Tessa Thompson. Season? Yes, yeah. Lots, there were lots of people that kind of blew yep. up after that show. Totally. That that is something too coming late to the party when you don't know the stunt casting. Like I didn't know sure. that about the next top model. Yeah, sure. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the and they cast Paris Hilton in yeah. one yeah. of the earlier, yeah. and yep. I'm like, okay, I understand why it was Paris Hilton at the peak of her popularity, and mm-hmm. it's this struggling show that's trying to get some coverage from yes. the major outlets and like I respect that she was terrible but she was cast for yeah. the right I mean part. I think she said that's hot and like that's, that's all yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. all she yeah. did the UPN and WB were known for doing the stunt casting yeah thing. Yep. and yeah. if if you didn't know the context of the time it would be really weird yeah <laughs> all right that's excellent Hillary, what do you got? Okay, so this is really weird. I was talking to Dave when I was kind of mulling over what um, I'm like. What show, you know, did did I arrive late at? Like, is there? He's like, he's thinking, and he's going, well, the thing is, whenever you want to watch a show, you just watch it, and if you're not interested, then you pretty much are never interested in it. You're not going to circle back to it. And he said, well, we, you know, he was like, we did watch Breaking Bad late, but we we binged it over the course of a summer, and then caught the last season so we were like caught up with it by the time the last episode aired so I was like that kind of counts but not really and everybody was still watching it so it wasn't like I was bringing it up and then Dave this is Dave he's just like oh snap 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 he's like I know what it is and he said what's my line and I'm like oh yeah okay so this is not like a popular show amongst anybody in our generation and it's not like all these people are talking about but this is a this is a um okay I'll set the scene when I was in college, I had this friend, Brittany. I would go to her house, maybe, and buy an illegal substance and what? watch. I know. And watch cable over at her apartment. It was great. It was super fun. We'd order a pizza. Loved it. She had Game Show Network. And I was like, I have always loved game shows. Like, I, I loved The Price is Right when I was a kid. I loved Jeopardy, all that. And I loved, they don't really do it as much anymore, but they had old game shows. Like, they had match game and it just is so funny to see these stars quote unquote you know just being kind of like ribald and I don't know I just was very charmed by how much of a time they were and then super late at night because I was in college and I would stay up way too late I would watch this black and white game show called what's my line and I became like obsessed with it and wanted to talk to anybody about it and nobody cared. like my grandmother barely cared like that's and I'm like but it's so cool okay so the setup with for what's my line which um in some iteration went from like 1950 to like the 60s the the best ones are the black and white 50s ones it's 
it's a game show with four panelists, a host, and then they have somebody on and the the host it's basically twenty questions and they're asking what this person's occupation is. And the audience obviously will know, but the the uh panelists won't know. And it's so like so many times, I mean, it's always like, it's a lady and she does something that's like more, like she's a construction worker or something like that. And they ask these silly questions. The people get paid at most $50. They win $50 if the uh, <laughs> panelists don't get it. And the best part of the whole show to me was there usually are about four rounds. Like the third or fourth round is a celebrity. So all the panelists are blindfolded and the celebrity hides their voice or whatever and they ask questions. I don't know what it is about it. I just was always very charmed. The panelists all wear like evening attire. <laughs> um, you know, they're like in, you know, cocktail dresses oh, and this tuxedos. Is like, so Kristen Wiig does the, like a parody of this on SNL or yes, used to anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and like, okay, so the main panelist, it was this woman named Dorothy Kilgallen who was a um, like gossip columnist. Arlene Francis, who was whatever, she was just like, Maybe on Broadway at some point, but just kind of like a B-level star. Um, Steve Allen, you know, the one that he would always ask, is it bigger than a bread box? Um, <laughs> and um, Bennett Cerf, who founded Random House. So it was this very, like, feet kind of, you know, yes, it's a game show, but we're we're all adults, like, having adult conversations. But anyway, the best one would be the celebrity would come out. People, the audience would freak out. The panelists would be blindfolded. And, you know... It ranged from anybody. I mean, like Eleanor Roosevelt was on it once. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Like Woody Allen, Barbara Streisand, like Elizabeth Taylor, like any celebrity of the time, if they were traveling through New York, like they would, you know, stop by and make an appearance and do that. And it was, I don't know why. It's like this like clubhouse. And I'm like, I want to be there. This is so fun. Um, <laughs> and so when I was, when I got TiVo in my 20s, I would set, because I couldn't stay up that late and it was, it would only run like in the middle of the night. So I would set my TiVo to record what's my line and like legitimately always want to talk about it. Like if anybody's mentions it, <laughs> um, Lewis on keep it uh-huh. loves what's my line. And uh-huh. I'm like, I want to sit down and talk to you about this. <laughs> like, this is what we have in common. Like how fabulous were they? And it's all, like, I, you know, it was one of those old school where it's sponsored by like Remington or probably cigarettes at some point. Um, anyway, <laughs> that is what I came, you know, 50 years late to but I enjoy it and if anybody ever watches it I will happily discuss it for hours well it has a score of 8.6 out of 10 on IMDB wow also 8.6 out of 10 on tv.com listen you're in good company it's really fun it's like me and elderly gay men want to talk about what's my line that's that that is basically it but yeah that's my weird one Mm -hmm. from uh, aired from February 1950 to yep. September of 1975. That was before wow. any of us was born. <laughs> I know. And honestly, it ended at some point. Like, I think it ended in the mid, like, early 60s or something. And then they, they rebooted it again. So it I know, it's the earlier ones are better. And John Daly was the host. And he was this, you know, there's something about him. Like, he's not like a, he's not like a game show host now where it's like, blah, you know, kind of loud. Yeah. He's, you know, very composed Englishman asking questions. I don't know. I just love it. There's something about it that I'm like, this is when I should have lived. Even though, you know, like black people didn't have any rights and women barely did. I'm like, I want to live in this time. <laughs> <laughs> 2,200 episodes, basically. Oh, 
a Mark Goodson production. I know. I know. It was so weird to hear that because I'm like, I, all I hear is the price is right. I'm like, exactly. Mark Goodson. Wow. Mark Goodson really like kept, kept the game show lines churning. Well, when you find your niche, yeah. you stay with it. Yep. I think Hillary wins for the longest holdout. <laughs> yeah. 50, 50 sure. years. <laughs> it's only because I literally didn't know it existed. Yeah. But yes, I am. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I, like, Googled all of the panelists. Dorothy Kilgallen was murdered. It was really what? sad. Ooh. I know. I know. Um, yeah. No, there's some there's some interesting. Well, there's got to be a movie about that, right? I know. I don't movie. think there is, but, but there should be. Well, let's get on it. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. That's ours now. <laughs> we take it. Uh, that was unexpected, Hillary. But I, really... <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I really like it. Um, I'm going to skip past Meredith for a minute, which in that the, my reasoning will become clear as we get to things that everybody else has seen that you refuse to watch. <laughs> um, something that I am finishing up watching right now is the HGTV show Fixer Upper with Chip and Joanna Gaines. I've been watching a lot of like home renovation. Well, that's not they're I guess they're renovating homes, but they're professional flippers but i don't know when this started 2011 2012 somewhere in there and it just seemed like all of a sudden everybody was talking about chip and joe chip and joe and their magnolia whatever and yeah. when you go to waco mm-hmm. it's like magnolia everything go. yeah there's the, nothing else there the only time i i passed through waco when i was down i flew into dallas and drove down to austin so i think i stopped at the mcdonald's by the highway to pee and get a yes. tight coke yes. but that's the extent of my travels into waco and so i never like i get sort of snobby i think i mentioned this with Titanic when once my roommate started going on and on about how great Titanic was and I didn't think her taste was very good I was like "Mm, I don't think so so the fact that you know they were always like in People magazine and all of a sudden Target has a Magnolia home line I was like I don't know that this is for me it just seemed kind of basic but you know pandemic living I just want something that I can let drift over me that I don't have to worry about having emotions. I can't watch anything with like deeper themes or people feeling things, but you know, fixing houses that seemed sort of okay. And Hulu suggested it to me so many times. I was like, all right. And I think, I think that the real issue that I, had with it or the reason that I thought I wouldn't like it is because it's the original that spawned the imitators yeah yeah so they were the ones who did it for the first time and everyone else's flip or flop and love it or list it or and all those variations are just people trying to get that same magic back but what they don't have is Chip and Joanna Gaines and I think this show works entirely on their charisma and two people who are clearly head over heels in love with each other and uh and and he's a complete clown not in a bad way but that he adores attention and he wants to clown around and make people laugh and have more and more and more attention um and that that could easily put her in the position of like being the like killjoy the sort of shrewish wife who 
tries to steer him, but she is so she rolls her eyes at him sometime, but she indulges she him it. so much. Yeah, she really seems to think that he's pretty funny. <laughs> and she can be a little silly too. So the two of them together really work in a way that um is entirely unique, I think. Um so I am astounded at house prices in Waco. Well, it's their um, fault. <laughs> well, so the show started out and, you know, they do the thing where they talk about their all in budget, which is the purchase price of the house plus the renovation costs. And they'll be like, uh, oh, well, we have to have four bedrooms, of course. And we want it on some land and we want a big open kitchen. We want an office space and a playroom for the kids. And our all in budget is $167,000. And I'm like, <laughs> sure. It doesn't buy a shoebox in Seattle. I know that for no. sure. Yeah. Now, Meredith, you can work with $167,000 in Detroit. See, I thought you were going the other way because I'm sure that house values in Waco now, because of they them, are way yeah, they inflated. Have, they have um, I know that the Airbnb situation there is bonkers because everybody just puts their houses up for rent. Yeah. After for sure, Chip for and sure, Joanna for sure. touch them. I have noticed that as the series has gone on especially if they go into woodway texas it seems like <laughs> nine out of ten couples want to be in woodway and they're they're um and a lot of times they're like young couples with like a baby and and now they're like our all-in budget is four hundred and fifty thousand dollars i'm like how <laughs> i don't uh, yeah. understand either end of I this know. Equation and over the series, it has definitely become less of a fixer upper because the houses are much nicer out of the starting gate. So you're like, okay, it's built in the 80s, it was a little dated. Let's redo the kitchen, but it's not like a total mess. Yeah, they're the just the updating the yeah. I mean, they still spend $150,000 doing it, but these are just unbelievable sort of dream houses. Yeah, if that's if that's what you want. It's also a very white show. I think mm -hmm. besides besides Joanne, Joanna, it's right, really white. Right, yeah. Joanne is the person of color on the show. It's very <laughs> funny. But I, I'm so it's five seasons, and I'm midway through the fifth season now, and they just had their first Hispanic couple on, and I'm Which like, is really wow. insane. Texas? Yeah, it's yeah. insane. And they've had they've had one black couple and one interracial couple, and other than that, they've all been white. Yeah, because they had that. I I don't know why I remember this so well. They had the she was like a a black maybe soccer coach or something in like the first season, but it was an interracial um couple. Yeah, and I he remember was the he was the head um soccer coach at Baylor and she right. had been a professional soccer player. Right, 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 right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I remember that one very well. I don't know why probably because it stood out. It was like, Oh, they're different than all yeah. the other people that come along. And and like extremely attractive couples, like not a fatty in the bunch. No, oh no. Oh, no. Fat no, 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 people no. can't buy houses. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly can't be on TV. No. Disgusting. <laughs> Gross. Um I um w the when Rory was born and I was home, that was like it, it had been on already, but it was like really catching steam then and I just remember like watching marathon after marathon of it. And I'll have, I'll admit and it's because they are very good marketers and their style is just, and it's not even like modern farmhouse isn't necessarily my aesthetic, but I do like some sort of simple looking things sometimes where it's just sort of clean and their little section at target 
They it is really very good. appealing. Yeah. They do a really good job, and I'm like, it's Ooh. white or it's cream or it's yes. gray. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. like, oh, what color of gray are we going to paint the walls? It has Joe wood and- or rope on it, and that's shiplap. And and it's really funny because the, all our house tours. So for people that don't know, that you start out and it's totally fake, right? Because they take Chip runs the real estate side of the business. I don't know okay. if he's a certified realtor or whatever it is, but he they have a realty company, and so they take the couples around and show them three houses and tell them you know what they could do with the house. Of course, that's fake because the couples yeah. are already con- under contract to a house. Yes. Because you can't, you can't, with the it's, way the real estate so market, long. yeah, you can't, you know, film a TV show and put an offer in. If it doesn't work out, you've just lost all that time and money. So, so that's a little bit fake. But then they go, they do the tours of the house, and Joanna says the exact same thing in every house. She's <laughs> like, "Well, I like to put in a large case opening. We'll replace these with some nice hardwood floors. Mm-hmm. We'll add some crown molding. We'll enlarge these windows and uh and put a fresh coat of paint on the walls." And then don't they go into the kitchen. Forget the shiplap. Yep. Oh god, the shiplap. Yeah. I don't understand. And they go into the kitchen and she's like, "We'll do some nice hardwood floor. We'll do new a big cabinets, island, new countertops, mm-hmm. a big island, some nice pendant lights, and a fun backsplash." I'm like, "Okay." Like my my favorite episode of the entire series so far. I got another like 6 or 8 episodes to go, but so far, it's the couple that had a mid-century modern house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, what are you going to do now, Joe? Huh? Can't do mm-hmm. some distressed white wood in a farm sink, Joe. <laughs> did she nail it? Can't she, though? She did, mostly. Like, the great room, the living room, kitchen. She actually had some good ideas what to do with the mid-century modern kitchen. But that the kitchen, living, dining room was really well done. But by the time she got to the master bedroom and the nursery for their new baby, it, it the like the distressed wood was creeping back in. Mm-hmm. And I was I like, I can't oh, help so myself. <laughs> <laughs> what I would always feel really bad about when I watched it is I'm like, and I know it's for cameras, but I'm like, she's such a good mom. Like she's so excited to see her kids. And I'm like, get out of here. Like, <laughs> like well, that's what happens when you have multiple nannies. <laughs> right. True. See, that's the other thing about those that show is you could almost think that chip does all the demolition on the house by himself right for all yeah. that they show I mean, they do show the uh, other workers but then so they'll have him in this shot they'll show him like um uh, tiling the bathroom and then the next shot he'll be like framing a wall and then the next shot he'll be you know trimming out a door or whatever and it was very funny on one episode they had him like doing a brick paver walk and there was this whole thing and then they had a montage a little bit later in the episode and you clearly saw two hispanic guys of course yeah, finishing yeah, yeah. up yeah. those yeah. pavers mm-hmm. so yeah. you know whatever it's reality tv but their relationship is real and yeah. that is sort of what makes it thing i, I think i mean I think Chip is great, but I would have murdered him dead and stuffed oh. his body in a dumpster. Yeah. He's yes. a little too much. If, yes. <laughs> if it, within the second year of marriage, that's as long as he and I would have lasted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, bye, you're dead. His book is called Capital Gains. And it, I don't know why oh, no. it makes me it's so dumb. Yeah. And actually, on the way to, on I-35, the worst highway in all of America, Yep. Um, from Austin to Dallas, there are all these signs on when you're like about to hit Waco and it's like, Dallas can wait, come to Magnolia. And I'm like, that's kind of like, I I haven't been, I mean, I'm always like, no, we must get to Dallas now. But sometimes I'm like, Oh, we should stop. That's cute. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and have you seen the mag their magazine, the Magnolia no. magazine? No. Um, where my company publishes it, oh. so we get it for free at work, and it's like twelve dollars, and it's really beautiful, and the cover's like matte. I, oh, I just wow. love I see it at the grocery so, store and I'm like, eh, I'm not rich. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. right. It's a rich people's magazine. Um, so when slash if I ever go back to the office, I will send those to you. All Ooh. right. <laughs> well, it's one of those things that like Hillary, if that modern farmhouse is not my style at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. In fact, I find most decorating to be a little bit overdone for me. I'm mm-hmm. Much more of a minimalist myself. I'm like, what's all this Same. clutter doing? Why we mm-hmm. have all these like flowers and knickknacks and baskets and stuff? Just more and stuff dust. to dust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's baskets. It's so, so many baskets, but oh, it's baskets. so it is pretty, and she's yeah. clearly extremely talented in yeah. her arena. But I would never hire her if you know yeah. I was rich. Yeah, no. Not because she's not good, but again, it just wouldn't be not your style. Not your style. style. Yeah. My aesthetic is no aesthetic. I don't. <laughs> I want it to be comfortable and tidy. <laughs> yep. I don't want like you know Mediterranean oh, beachfront. We are the same, <laughs> Anne. And it's been really hard because we are having to remodel the bathroom, and I'm having to make like design choices. I'm like, I don't know. Someone Who else just cares? do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> All I want in life is to be rich enough. To have an interior designer say, like, get to know me and know what my aesthetic is because I can't, mm-hmm. like, verbalize it very well. And then give me three options and be like, pick yep. one. And I'm like, that one. And I had an interior designer decorate or design my fireplace situation in Dallas. But it was – and she, like – Ugh, I couldn't afford it. Her, she's the mother of one of my friends, and that's the only reason she was over. And it was like, yeah, we got to deal with this fireplace thing. And she's like, oh, here's what you should do. And I was like, okay, thanks, I'll do that. <laughs> that sounds great. Yep. And and that's not even to like. There's some people that are really good at it and enjoy it, and it's just that's not my where my brain lies. No. I do like, I do enjoy HGTV for that. You're like, oh, okay, that's how other people do it. Okay, um, and it's very calming to me. Um, and it's a perfect, like, two-screen situation where I can, mm-hmm. like, fuck around on Candy Crush and it's just in the background. I think I do pretty well. I think two decades of working in a gift store have mm-hmm. really helped my design and display skills and being handed a bunch of merchandise and saying, now, make this work. And so I kind of know what works sure. and what doesn't, not necessarily like a fireplace or anything, but I feel pretty good about my own decision making abilities on that score and i am um uninterested in being on trend or in fashion or any of that stuff so Mm. i like to look at like the pretty pictures of course and see the pretty houses but other than that i don't feel moved other than the fact that i wish i had a lot more money so that i could do my own thing in my house yes i'm telling you once this kitchen is done well i am going to paint the bathroom and put in a new shower rod and probably paint the cabinets. But then I'm done. <laughs> and you're done. Bathrooms totally. and kitchens are the hardest to yeah. paint. I hate yeah. that. I hate it. I'm glad someone else is getting paid to do mine. <laughs> I got to save money somewhere because it's not on the electrician. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. All right. Meredith, I cannot wait 
to talk about this with you. <laughs> Should I get so okay, I had a very large pool to draw from because there was like a huge blank spot in my in my media consumption through most of college just because I had no time because I worked and went to school and had to like take care of myself because I didn't live at home and I lived by myself and nobody was helping me and I didn't have nice parents like Hillary. Um, <laughs> so mostly I mean, not, that, not that, you know, you have any issues you're working through or no, anything. No, not at all. I'm not bitter or anything. Um, so a lot of, most of the time I didn't even have cable and I didn't, I wouldn't have had, because I didn't have time to watch it. Um, so like late nineties to basically 2009, when I was done with grad school, it's like nothing. So I, there was tons of, of shows that I want to go back and watch and the first one that I started with and I've I've mentioned this on the show before is West Wing um I started watching that in 2016 right after the tragic election um as a way to like soothe myself and it really worked (laughs) you're like oh yeah remember government that kind of works sometimes yeah it's like shocking like oh they care about this and oh that's a scandal ha 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 um so that was kind of nice. Um, and actually, I'm we're rewatching it now. I've, I'm twisting Gregory's arm into watching it with me. He's a little um, overwhelmed by the the machine gun pace of uh-huh. the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, you get used to it because that kind of freaked me out too at first. Yeah. But well, um, just, just he shouldn't watch Gilmore Girls. Then. I was going to say no more Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're only on the second episode. We it, it just, Charlie just got introduced, and I'm like, oh, oh I love you. I think I kind of petered out on the West Wing, like sometime after Rob Lowe left. Yeah, like not. I wasn't like Rob Lowe's not here. I'm done. <laughs> I, I think I just sort of. It was sort of the first big, like crack in the cha- change to yeah. the series, personnel yeah. change, if you will. And I sort of drifted away after that. It does get a little like dramatic and silly. Well, after Sorkin leaves, even though, yeah. you know, I have complicated feelings about him, it's that those scenes are the best scene, actually, or the best post-Sorkin um, season is the last season. It's actually really good because it doesn't focus on the, it brings in many new characters, so it's kind of fun to watch. But there's like the fifth, the fifth fourth and fifth season are like a little yikes, yikes, yikes. Mm-hmm. When, when was the episode that Mark Harmon was on as the secret surgeon? <gasps> Uh, Secret Service agent Service. that <sighs> that CJ like had a thing for, and then he got killed. I know. And I watched, oh, and I yeah. was like, "Oh, that's how he got NCIS." Into- I know, right totally. there, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Oh my god, absolutely. He was so good on it, though. Um, the the other uh, I don't know suite of shows that I've recently started <laughs> watching is Buffy and Angel. Girl, yep. I know. <laughs> and so this is very highly orchestrated um the way that we're doing this because Buffy was on the air first and then Angel popped up kind of in the middle of Buffy. So yeah. we watched the first I don't know two or three whatever seasons of Buffy and then Angel pops in and so that now we're watching them in the order that they aired because there are parts of the story where they kind of intertwine and they like one wouldn't make sense or it would spoil something from the other. So yeah. we're watching them in this very specific order and we have to adhere and we have a list and we check it before we start an episode. <laughs> You there was definitely some it. some crossover yeah. episodes. Yeah, there's one episode like the one where we can't spoiler alert. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Um Buffy dies. Uh she dies a couple times, but one time she's dead for a really long time and there's some they kind of intertwine in that one quite a bit because Angel yep. goes to Sunnydale. Maybe that was when her mom died. I don't remember. Whatever. <laughs> the, it it kind of you have to sort of watch it in order or it's I I like watching it in order. Um yeah. yep. I will stand firm 
that that episode, The Body, where her mom dies, is mm-hmm. one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was it's amazing. Um, I will say we're in the later seasons of Buffy at this point, and it's just, it's it, so dark. Yeah. It's so depressing. There are things I like, things that I don't like about it. Every time we finish an episode for the past, like, I don't know, season, it's just been like, woof, this is rough. <laughs> <laughs> and Angel's starting to get that way, too. It's getting really dark. Oh, my God. I'm so mad at how they ended Angel, but... <sighs> I don't know that yet. Buffy is another one of those shows that, you know, was on the WB. Is yeah. that right, yeah. Hillary? Is that what yeah, it started? Yeah, and then went yeah. to UPN or whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. Like, Which I forgot. Right, yeah, like Veronica Mars, I think, got pigeoned, pigeonholed as a show for teenage girls because yeah. it started mm-hmm. Teenage Girl. And it's absolutely not. I right. mean, no. there is, you know, vampires as a metaphor for high school and growing up and all that stuff. And it's so smart and so funny. And um, the character work is just incredible. The way that mm-hmm. Joss Whedon and his peoples wrote all those different characters and gave them humanity. It's just such a great show. Well, in their evolution over time, like I hated Cordelia at first. I just hated her. I couldn't stand her. And I think you weren't supposed to like her. She was a monster. Um, not a literal monster, but just a human monster. Um, and then she becomes super likable. Yep. That's like Dave's dream girl. <laughs> and I, I read a tweet one time. Her actual name is Charisma Carpenter. And I read a tweet one time was like, that's what Jesus should have been called. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I know. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. That's funny. Well, yeah. I mean, as as far as like, so my impression, I knew there was a movie and it sounded super dumb to me and the name Buffy really turned me off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was kind of why I was like, eh, that's probably not for me. But Gregory loves this show and Angel and he was the one who kind of dragged me into it. I was like, fine, we'll watch it. But now I love it. I mean, that whole choice to call it Buffy the Vampire Slayer was totally deliberate because mm-hmm. Joss Whedon's whole thing was well so what if you had the cheerleader who gets killed at the beginning of the slasher movie but then she turns out to be a badass right yeah it makes total sense yep. um, it is a wonderful show and I'm glad that we're watching it yay, yay. all right well let's look at the other side of this coin Christy <laughs> What uh, what has everybody else yeah, seen? Yeah, Christy, that, uh, you refused to watch. <laughs> no judgments, I thought. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because I feel bad, like I copied off your paper, but I swear I didn't. I did it in my you. phone and only looked at my paper. Um, so mine are actually West Wing and Buffy, <laughs> and I do have reasons. So I'll start with West Wing. I also like. I started a huge. Um, movement i don't know if that's you what did. you would call it of let's watch the west wing after the inauguration and we're just because i had never seen it i was in college so and i didn't have cable and i didn't have tv i actually would drive to my parents house because they would record the um God, what was it oh dawson's creek for me and so <laughs> every friday i would drive home from school and watch dawson's creek and then drive back um so i didn't have that I missed TV during that age, but I do love shows about politics and I do really like Aaron Sorkin. I mean, for what he is, right? And yep. asterisk, Aaron yes. Sorkin asterisk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. um, so there's no reason for me to not watch this. And I was like, everyone loves this president. So 
he's going to be my president for the next four years. I'm just going to pretend that happens. So I started this thing. I had a Facebook page. Even strangers were um, joining the page. I don't even know how they got the word of it. But anyways, so I somehow a coworker of mine found this out and he's like, we will start watching it at work and we'll have West Wing Wednesdays and we have this big TV and we'll we'll watch it together. And that's kind of not what I had envisioned in it, but fine, whatever, we'll do this. What I will say, I, I liked I liked part of it. Here's the thing. People that love the West Wing who are like horny over it <laughs> are so mm-hmm. hard to be around. Oh, and yeah. Is, so I have a couple people in my life that actually just watch West Wing every day on a loop. And it's kind of like their safe spot to just keep watching the show. And like we would watch it at work and he would just be watching my face because he knows oh, like no. word and he'd be like, I want to see how you how you respond. Ew. to this. Yeah. And and I wanted to watch ahead. Like so I wanted to watch ahead. But at the same time, it just was really weird. And then at this. So, again, I think it suffers from watching it too late because Aaron Sorkin does these things and his good guys always win, right? Like, that's the thing with the newsroom is this newscaster that is a Republican, he's always going to do the right thing. He's always on the right side of history, which wouldn't have happened. Right. Um. So I think that there's that. Um. I think I stopped watching after, like, the 9-11 episode. Oh, that's a terrible... That's where a they, like, mansplained terrible. how the that's Middle East... A yeah, that was... Um, and maybe I'll get back to it, but as of right now, I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't really need to. Yeah, you and gotta then, get away from that guy if you're gonna. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's not like just him. There's him other people smiling, looking at you, yep. like, huh? and you want to yeah. be like, you do know this is pretend, right? <laughs> right. In a documentary, it was like the two cathedrals one. You know, yes. everyone oh, knows what really happens in that, yes. and he's just like, I need to see her in her. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, I like him no matter. I mean, out besides that, but ruin the west wing okay so buffy is similar in that i missed the time frame of watching it and buffy fans are a little crazed (laughs) sorry for you guys but i mean not you but but i also went through a thing where i was in a book club and all of the people in it besides me loved and we would do like it's your turn to pick the book it's your turn and everyone besides me loved fantasy erotic and young adult fantasy sub I don't even know what it's called supernatural something and I just made a statement that I'm not going to read or watch anything with werewolves witches fairies or vampires or anything that kills them (laughs) (laughs) and so Buffy definitely falls very specific that yeah (laughs) um yeah so I think I miss I think the whole like it's really dark and I know that it also suffers from people looking back on it like, oh, well, the, there was abusive relationship and um, I don't know. Yeah, there, it, there definitely are things like that. But a lot of it is like, here's a problem that teenagers face, but through vampire lens, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, that's most of what genre 
fictional stuff is about. It's it, using fantastical mm-hmm. elements in order to talk about a human thing mm-hmm. in a way that's less scary for us than actually addressing our feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's I the mean, true horror show. Yeah. It's really hard, and I and I try to suspend the um, we're judging something made in two thousand and with our twenty twenty one brain. But it's hard sometimes. My yep, favorite yep. thing about this, well, I, I really like these shows, but I I do really, really love, especially from the late 90s and early 2000s, the technology. Oh, um, so oh, every time there's like a computer, I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see your flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> Let me Actually, see your lo- laptop that's five inches thick. Yes. Veronica Mars is... Um, uh, sidekick. It was like, bloop, you know, like flipping it open, text, text, yep. text, text, text. I'm like, oh, God, what a time. What a time. <laughs> also, the fashion is oh, a fun yes, component it is. from so, watching those shows. Yes. Can I see your hip bone in mm-hmm. your jeans, please? Mm-hmm. The, what the type of choker are you wearing? Yeah. <laughs> the technology rolls into Hillary's really well because yes. I yeah. love the technology in, in your shows. Well, okay. So, mine are this is just me being a teen like it all it is is me being like a petulant teenager mine is the wire slash the sopranos and it's kind of all in the same yeah i'm kind of with you there i haven't seen i started the wire and i didn't finish it well okay so i remember (laughs) low these many years ago in 2003 when i moved to los angeles i wanted to watch like the new episode of sex in the city but i did not have hbo so i went to my friend michael's house and he was like yeah but you also have to watch this other show and i was like okay so i watched it i'm like that was boring like i don't okay (laughs) like i I was like give me a sex in the city i need to know what's going on um and I know it's good. Both of these shows. I know that they're good. I am aware. And I'm aware of the beats. I, I have a I let people tell me spoilers. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I watched the final episode of The Sopranos. Like, I know Which what happened. So funny. I just, it's not for me. And probably if I sat down and watched it, I, especially The Wire, I probably if I sat mm-hmm. down and watched it and really paid attention, I would enjoy it. I know. I, the more people tell me to watch it, the least likely I am going to watch mm-hmm. it. I'm not going to watch yep. it. I just, and there's, especially now, the days, it's like, what am I going to set aside so many hours to watch something that's really dark? I'm just not going mm-hmm. to. And the guy, McNulty, his face and his whole essence, like, kind of grossed me out. You know, and there's just some of the actors where you're like, I, objectively, he's not an ugly person, but like he's such a creep to me. And he had an affair with a Lily. Um, he has a punchable face. face. He has a totally punchable face. And I know that's like the, <laughs> I know that's the characters he's played. He was like in the affair or whatever, but I'm just not mm-hmm. interested in it. And maybe one of these days, maybe I will, but I'm going to decide for myself and nobody can tell me mm-hmm. otherwise. I'm not going to convince you, but the cops are the worst part of that show. I know, and, I know. And in life, let's just be honest. I, well, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then with The Sopranos, um, I it's similar. And when it, I just didn't have HBO when it was on. So I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I just was not as interested. And everybody says that's really fun and great. I have seen some episodes. It's not I fun. Feel, I wouldn't I, say fun. I feel the way <laughs> I feel about like The Godfather or Goodfellas mm-hmm. or any of those movies where I'm like, okay, like that's fine. It just is not my thing. Like it's not Dave enjoys that kind of stuff. And he likes it. I, I just don't. It's I don't hate it. It just is not something that super entertains me. I'm not intrigued by the mob. It doesn't affect my life, really. So it's not something <laughs> that I'm, like, super into. Or so um, you think. I know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it does. Um, 
I don't know. So I just, I just never, I, I miss the boat and I kind of don't feel like, you know, latching on. No, I, I don't care for an antihero. That's no. why I never got through mm. Breaking Bad. Yeah. I want to root for good people. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to root for bad people because I am yep. morally unambiguous in, I know. in that way. I then just... you shouldn't watch either The Wire or The <laughs> Sopranos. <laughs> well, and that's sure. kind of like, I did watch Mad Men because I got in. And, and I find oh, this yeah. a, with a mm-hmm. lot. I but do if I get that it. bad. Well, he's not I mean, murdering he's people. Pretty bad. He's not great. Um, yeah. I, I do find if I get in on the ground floor, then I'm like, okay, like I'm invested in this. I'll watch it. If I miss it, it's really hard for me to circle back to it. I'm like, I'm just not interested in doing that. Um, with him, I don't know. Maybe it has to do with the fact that John Hamm is really hot that I was like, whatever, mm-hmm. it's fine. I'll watch it. And there were some other good people on the show. I mean, Peggy is complicated, Peggy's but so she good. was a, you know, well, a yeah, good but then. Speaking of punchable faces, yeah. there's Vincent yeah. Carthizer. Oh, man. Jeez. Oh, Jesus. Who's yes. married to Rory Gilmore. It's so weird. Hmm? I hope he's not like that in real I life. I know. I know. He probably isn't. And he was on, he, that's how Dave knew him. Dave was like, oh, he was on Buffy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically he was on Angel, but. Uh, yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're like, Hillary, actually. Actually. <laughs> 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 but these these shows, I think, fall into a category of things that straight white guys love explaining yes. to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And think they're hardcore. Yeah, straight white guys out there, you know we love you, mostly. Um, but you don't have to tell us about them. No. We're <laughs> aware. We like them, we'll watch them. That, yeah. that's, that's fine. Yeah, cool. We're aware. We know they're there. We know how to get them. Yep. We're choosing not to right now. So it's okay. Yep. If you won't talk crazy ex-girlfriend with me, what on <laughs> earth makes you think I'm going to talk the wire with you? <laughs> yep. Yep. You jerk. Uh, all right. Uh, I stayed in the same vein <laughs> for it. my show that I refuse to watch. I will watch Fixer Upper. I refuse to ever watch Property Brothers. This is so funny to me because what <laughs> is the difference? Um, they are... Uh, they, they are lacking... Their charisma is, and their charisma together is so negative there. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I don't, it's like, they just wanted to be famous and they found a way to do it. They are like yes. both planks of wood that just look the same. Yeah. <laughs> so the the Property Brothers, whatever their name is, I don't care. Drew They're, and, um, shoot, what's the other one's name? The one that's dating uh, Zoe Deschanel. Mm, I can't remember <laughs> now. Um, are thing one and thing two. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. They are. So they. Jonathan. Jonathan. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, they seem perfectly amiable and nice okay. guys, but they are a certain type of guy that I am always extremely suspicious of. Because <laughs> there were guys that I knew, especially in college, but even since then, where they're just kind of s- smooth. And kind of good looking and think that they're super charming. And I am suspicious of them when they would interact with me in any way because I always got the feeling that there was a joke and it was on me. Yeah. It's like, Hmm. you know, they were having a bet with somebody that they could get me to like them. And I don't want to be Rachel E. Cook in Cheese All That. (laughs) I'm like, wait, are you Freddie Princing me? Because I... (laughs) I don't accept that. <laughs> I can see through your ruse. 
And and the idea that, you know, if you take off my glasses and let my hair down, that I will be just an absolute bombshell, which I will not be. That's all it takes, Anne. Is something that I do not appreciate. And so I have interacted with enough of these guys. And I think especially, I don't know what your experience, Meredith, as a fellow INTJ, but there are occasionally guys who are used to being charming and sort of using that to not get women because like they don't necessarily even want all the women they just want to know that they could Mm, have the women and those guys will occasionally get sort of flummoxed by me because I don't respond to that at all yeah and will again very occasionally be like I'm gonna see if I can get her See if I can get it. Well, I used get to get away from me. I used to have to hang out with finance bros in Dallas, so Ew. I was exposed to <laughs> yep. them constantly, and I wasn't very popular. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can imagine you were not. They're like, because... Ugh, Duff Swipe sucks. Yep, because <laughs> you were not there for their bullshit. I'm yeah. not there for that mm-hmm. bullshit, and no, I feel I like the Property Brothers are brimming with that yes. bullshit. So I'm sure it's a great. 16 shows that they have i don't know <laughs> oh god and they have like a, a phone game app thingy and whatever but i'm just so uninterested in watching them do anything so i would be surprised if go. anybody was like oh and you have to watch the property like i don't <laughs> think anybody would force the pro bros that. man <laughs> do, do they really call them that no um probably i don't know <laughs> <laughs> just, who's got the time to say it. that whole word but it is i would say those are the two probably tent poles of hgtv yeah. Yeah, right is sure, fixer upper yeah. and the mm-hmm. property brothers and yeah. one is quite delightful and the others skeeve me out well, they've stopped doing it a little bit because I'll check in on them from time to time. And they used to do this thing that would make me fucking crazy. Um, and it's such an HGTV stick shtick is where they'll show them the house that, you know, like all with all, you know, all finished out. There's, you know, no need to do any construction. And they're like, do you like this house? Would you like to make an offer? And, they're, and the couple's like, yeah. And they're like, this house is $10 million or whatever. <laughs> and I hate that because it's like we have to go through this rigmarole at the very beginning to be and them to be embarrassed that they like it and then realize that they have to have you know, essentially a fixer upper in order to get their dream house. And it irritates me. Also, speaking of property prices in the beginning it used to be because they're canadian it used to be mostly set in canada i don't understand canadian real estate it's so expensive it make, well it depends on where they are yeah i mean they're always if like it's in, in vancouver then that makes sense yeah like toronto and <laughs> yeah. like in a major city but it was Let's always go like, to moose jaw people i think we can probably get better <laughs> bang for our buck uh no they have like such a like shit eating grins and also drew i have watched a fair amount of property brothers drew the real estate bro he doesn't do anything he's always like yeah i couldn't get it down and i'm like what do you do here what is your purpose <laughs> i mean jonathan however much i don't you know i don't know how much he actually does but he at least seems to be you know doing some physical labor drew just walks around in like cheesy suits and doesn't help i always feel kind of that way about queer eye i'm like yes. bobby does everything, <laughs> everything. on that show he's working his tail off for the entire week and karamo's like let's go talk about your heart for half an hour <laughs> oh exactly and uh, my company also um publishes the property <laughs> brother magazine <laughs> i will not send that to you <laughs> Have y'all ever seen the third property brother? There's a third one. They're not triplets, but he's just a third. Is and he, he like is a like, troll? 
Yes, it's like if somebody drew the other property brothers from memory. <laughs> That's why he doesn't get to be on the show. Maybe he's actually doing low-key doing all the work. But oh, he's no, too ugly for Mexicans TV. doing all the work. Come on. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send you all a picture. Um, well, I respect that, Anne. I, the only HGTV show I will absolutely, absolutely, absolutely not watch because I hate it so much is Love or Listed. It makes me so mad. Um, and it's weird because the woman's name is Hillary and the guy's name is David. But um, I, it, it, it's too much in the sticky vibe of like, oh, we're going to pretend to have this big fight. The, the or, manufactured you know, crises on that show well, are just so hard to believe. I know. And they happen on every single one of them. Like with Joanne and with Fixer Upper, there is always a time when there's something that they have to that was more expensive or an right. issue that they have to, though I like they, oh, they babe, wrap it up quickly. Look at this foundation. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. Um, but they always wrap it up quickly. The homeowner is always like, well, do what you got to do, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Although I do enjoy watching them fight over which one of them has to call the client and tell <laughs> them that they need another $10,000. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like it's always Joanna that has to do it. She always has to get on the horn and be like, Hey, so is the third property brother. Is he in Panic at the Disco? Like, who is <laughs> I know, that guy? I know. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> this is our show pick. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I saw a picture of Jonathan and Drew. Oh, I had to close wow, my eyes wow, and draw wow. the picture. <laughs> I mean, Pete Wentz wants his haircut back. Yeah. <laughs> They all went to the same dentist at the same time, didn't they? Yep. To get their caps. Yep. <laughs> this this picture makes me wish I had three fists to punch them at the same time. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, oh, all right, Meredith, why don't you round this up for us? With the opinion that's probably going to be the least popular with everyone on Earth, I do not oh. want to watch Game of Thrones, Girl, and I do and not want to nope. hear about how great it is. You and me both. It's, I watched it's, a couple seasons and bailed. Yeah, I so I watched the first like two episodes, and it, for the first episode, I was like, I don't want to watch those puppies get killed. Mm-hmm. I know they're going to, and I don't want to watch it. And then there was the episode where they were jousting, and a horse just got its head clean cut off for nothing. <laughs> and I was like, the end. I'm not watching this anymore. So I was irritated with. I just I don't like violence for violence sake, and I don't like gore. Um, mm-hmm. So that really turned me off. And then. But honestly, it was like the fan reaction to it and the nonstop chatter about it really just like pushed me the other way so hard that I'm never going to I'm never going to watch it. Um, Stories like that, like, you know, medieval fantasy stories are not super odious to me. I kind of there are some books like that that I like. So it's not the story. It's just the it's just the fanaticism of it. I was thinking last night and there's a reason that we'll talk about in a little bit about like Stan culture and how it kind of like fucks everything up. Like it people, everything. it ruins everything. People mm-hmm. get too into it and too passionate. Maybe they're like lonely. I don't know. They're like trying to fill a hole of some sort, but it then like spills out and ruins other things. It ruins right. the enjoyment of it. Well, and I think we got some guff back in our LRB days because yeah. we dared to criticize <laughs> yes. certain mm-hmm. people. Yes. And, yep. You know, we're not really stands of that. I mean, the whole idea of a stan is like that you love it so much that you will allow no criticism. Right. And I think that's just foolish. Well, and there's a lot of criticism, but like it was of George R. R. Martin, like not writing fast enough or, you know, they (laughs) didn't like how it ended or whatever. Like, shut up. Yeah. There there's when something touches somebody 
in that way. They they take a sense of ownership that I have never felt over anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, know. no, it's it's not it's not mine. I don't get to like dictate the pace of the writing. It's not real, yeah. guys. Yeah, I know. Yep. I um Dave watched Game of Thrones, but he much like with the exception of maybe Buffy and Angel, he's not ever been like a super fanatic about anything. Um, and it's not like he's a super, he's not like going to conventions or anything. But anyway, um, I would like pass by the TV as he was watching Game of Thrones, and I think one time it was like girls like fisting each other or something, and I was like, mm. I'm good. I don't I don't need to yeah. watch. Yeah. this. I'm not a prude, but I'm just like I'm not. Interested I'm not either. In but it has to serve a purpose, and it seemed yeah. to just be like, ooh, this is shocking. Lascivious. We yeah, can do yeah. this mm-hmm. because it's on yeah. HBO. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there 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 was a purpose to it. Yeah, for what George R. R. Martin was trying to do when he originally wrote the novels or started writing the novels, I guess, uh, uh, that was meant to puncture that idea of Camelot, where right. everybody just, you know, the women have beautiful dresses and are cherished by the knights. And I, I think he wanted to inject some reality into medieval times where women were property and mm-hmm. had no agency and... So a man wanted a woman and he was going to rape her and they were, you know, sexually trafficked all the time. Um, And like, I don't enjoy watching that, you know, but I like appreciate the validity of trying to point that out. But then I think the Game of Thrones showrunners were like, ooh, this is sexy. And I'm like, well, now you're just doing the thing right? that he was talking about being bad. You're just objectifying the women. Instead of making a comment about how they were objectified. I don't know. I agree. Oh, goodness. Whatever. We have perfect taste. Nobody can debate <laughs> us. <laughs> I read a bunch of the Game of Thrones books. I tried back when they originally... I, I remember I had the first book and I got about 150 pages into it and I was like, ooh. Like when I read it, it was interesting, but it was just like so rough going. I mean, it sounds exhausting. And then they got to the point where I think George R.R. was so popular that, you know, there's no way to edit him anymore. Because what's the editor going to say? George, I think you should shorten up on your massively popular books. Let's Mm -hmm. see if we can't trim it down a little bit. And so, I don't know. And I felt the same way with the TV show. Like, I enjoyed every episode that I watched. But then, and it was still when I was getting DVDs from next Netflix, <laughs> and I'd have the DVD for like three months and think, well, I, I want to watch it, just not right now. I know. I just don't mm-hmm. feel ready to do it right now. And eventually I was like, you know what? This is never going to happen. Let's just send them back. Yeah. But was there even a reason to watch after Jason Momoa was killed? Well, <laughs> I mean, do you like Jamie Lannister? No. He's okay. It's all right. He's having sex with his sister. <laughs> well, nobody said he was good. I just said he was hot. I I heard a podcast. Jason with... Momoa raped uh, what's her I name? I know. Daenerys. I was just going to say the a story. Um, Emil, how do you say it? Emila Clark? Amelia. Amelia, Emil, Amelia Clark. Um, she told a story of when they filmed that scene. He actually cried. Aww. And he would like yell at the producer, like, get her a blanket. Like, and I just love that so much that it made me love him even more. He's pretty dang hot. I don't know that I want to have to think about his feelings for the scene <laughs> yeah. where she's getting sexually Ooh. assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> Boo fucking who. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, you can't make us week. watch anything. But <laughs> no. This is, this is going to be a good one, guys. Mm-hmm. Question of the week. 
What are you late to the party for? And addendum, what has everybody see, else seen that you're just not going to watch? It's like, stop like trying. It. So yep. it's a two-parter question. Yep. yep. So I've, they're... Like, you've lived your life just fine without ever having seen Star Wars. Thank you very much. <laughs> True like story. It. I had a roommate. <laughs> and the more people who said, oh, you've got to see Star Wars, the most she was like, no. No. It makes Actually, less I don't. Likely. I don't. Yeah. Right. And then she didn't have to see all those shitty oh, God. first ones. Oh, God. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith is like one of the top five worst movie I have ever seen in the yes. theater. I was like, I don't, what's happening right now? Characters are bad. The dialogue is bad. So the bad. action is bad. Special effects are great. Yep. And I mean, those, those two were good actors and they made them terrible. Like yep. that yep. tells yep. you something. Yep. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. Answer on the Facebook page. Okay. We'll move to Tishi Recommends. I'm going to go with my first two. Um, this is a show that like, I felt like, oh, everybody's been telling me to watch this, and I finally caught up. Well, I mean, it just aired in, like, October, yeah. so it does not count <laughs> for our purposes. But um, it is Ted Lasso. I originally mostly didn't watch it because it's on Apple Plus or whatever. And it's and about like, soccer, which yeah, seems like, like I don't care. And I like Jason mm-hmm. Sudeikis fine, but, like, I don't have any real feelings about him either way. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to get another streaming service, so la, la, la. Right. But then, if you really want me to watch your program, make it easier for me to see. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so at some point, Dave was like, well, we do have, like, we keep getting offers for, like, six months of free Apple TV Plus or whatever. And I said, well, I do kind of want to watch it. And a couple of people who I really like and respect had mentioned that they really enjoyed it. So I finally tuned in and I adored it. It is. It's so so, good. It's so good. The first episode, like everything, the first episode is, it is funny, but like, it's not like it, you're kind of like meeting the characters. Um, But then as it goes on, it's just so good. And it's, I told Dave, I said, it's like a, and I made Dave watch it after I watched it, but I said, it's a cross between like, Friday Night Lights and, oh gosh, what else did I say? But like something more like, um, oh, what's the baseball movie from the 80s? Oh, yeah, yeah. Major League? Major League. It's like Friday Lights, Major League with like more of a, like like with a good heart, but it's also Mm -hmm. kind of raunchy a little bit. And And lots of English people. And and um, let's just say Roy Kent. Am I right? He's so freaking hot. Um, He's so hot. It just is a really sweet show. And, but it's funny and sharp um and it's 30 minutes and there's 10 episodes and it goes by in a blink um and it's there's some really um like just funny it's like it reminds me of 30 rock and away where mm-hmm. it's just like it's jokes per minute or a it's lot fast. yeah and when i was watching with dave i was like oh god i didn't even notice like there's one <laughs> it's so stupid but there's one line where somebody comes up to ted and he goes or he's saying goodbye and he says cheers and then ted lasso goes night court <laughs> So many like that. I love yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it just was delightful. I had a great time watching it and a great time watching it again with Dave. So if you have access to Apple plus or whatever, uh, I, I suggest it. It's, it's really sweet. Um, okay. The, my next one is this podcast called Table Manners. I'm very uh, English right now because Ted Lasso obviously takes place in England and Table Manners is, uh, are these two women? Um, I, I am not, I like her music fine, but there's a pop artist named Jessie Ware and she has a new mm-hmm. album that came out and I like her. I, whatever. I, 
I, I don't like call her up all the time, but I'm like, oh, I like that song. It's cute. Um, it's her and her mom, and they interview. Well, it's sort of based around food, and the mother pre-pandemic would make people food when they came to her house and you know have a sit-down conversation. I would say it's almost like an English version of like Mark Marin sort of where they they interview more English stars. They will have a celebrity that is well known, but a lot of times I'm like I've never heard of this person before, but they're seemingly very famous in England. And you know, they talk about their lives just but it's really casual and just kind of nice and easy. Then they have questions like, what are your desert or desert island or like death penalty food? You know, what's your like starter main? And this is my favorite because I did not. And you might know this. I did not know this is what they call dessert in England. Essentially is pud. They're like, yeah. what's your hood? And I'm like, that's so cute. I love it. Um, Short for pudding. pudding. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, anyway, it's just, just one of those like. Uh, you know, it's not hyper uh, produced. It's just kind of a casual conversation. There was one with Haim that was very cute. And um, um, Jesse Ware and her mom are Jewish, and the Haim sisters are obviously Jewish. So they talked a lot about, you know, Jewish culture and keeping kosher and all of that. Um, some other good ones, like Michael Sheen was a good one. The sad thing is right now, obviously, people can't come to their house. but mm-hmm. um, And then there will just be ones with actors or actresses that I've never really heard of that uh, are uh, – as my brother-in-law says, anybody can be famous in England if they want to be. So these, <laughs> <laughs> these people that are famous there, I guess. But um, I just, I like it. It's very sweet. Uh, I haven't listened to it, but I know of it because you guessed it on my dad wrote a porno. Yes. Oh, I right, 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 right. So right. I think they went on her show, right? Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. And there's one with, um, I haven't listened to it because I've been really catching up. There's one semi-recently with Mel and... And Sue? And Sue. From Bake so, Off? Yes. So I'm like, ooh, I want to listen to that one. Ooh, spill the I'll tea. Let, I know. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know. All right, Christy. Okay. Mine is actually, I actually know about it because of Hillary. Um, <laughs> oh, really? That's weird. Yeah. Um, it is the New York Times documentary series on Hulu, which I didn't even know was a thing. Um, Framing Britney. It's so good and so sad is very sad i mean good in that it was well made that you actually can feel how she's feeling at some times yeah um it's just about the um what's happening in her life and how she's i mean she's almost 40 and her dad has total control of her life it's it's just interesting and then there's a whole free britney movement isn't Um, she petitioning or something she has been for years yeah yeah. Like 12 years, isn't it, that she's been under yeah. it? Yeah. 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 I think it was like 2008 after that guy, Sam Lufty, kind of made, you know, like Sven Gollied her. Well, I don't even know if it was right. Sven Gollied, but like kind of took control. And I get in the very beginning when she was going through some of this stuff, the whole purpose of conservatorship was like, okay, so it would be like if a grandma was easily swindled right. out of mm-hmm. money. Um, she, and was, need- she was in a vulnerable place and she yeah. wasn't making good decisions. And so, yeah, I agree. I, I understood the, it. The scary part is, is they had this attorney on and she says, basically, once you decide, yes, it's okay for me to go under conserva- conservatorship, you can't get out of it. Like, it's almost impossible to get out of because it's like, you're just like screaming against glass. Like, let me out. I promise I'm fine. And everybody's like, mm, you're not. You're not fine. And you have relinquished all control of your life. And it's and, scary. And I don't think, and, and if you watch it, you will see 
it's not that she was making bad decisions. It was she was reacting to things and she only signed that stuff so that she could see her kids. Yeah. The only reason. And now she can't get out of it. And her kids are like almost 20 now right i I mean they're yeah they're older i mean i think she anyway it's it's a really i went into it thinking like i'm gonna really relive all the fun britney moments of my life and then never realizing like how many little parts of her life i remember or like i can place myself in the context of Mm -hmm. where i was or how you thought about her for whatever yeah but it's it made me really hate justin timberlake oh yeah I have such complicated feelings. I know, me too. Punchable <laughs> face. He ties. I like a lot of his music, a lot yes. of his music, and he just sucks so badly. Ugh. I know. I know. And and Dave Holmes was on there. You know, he used to be a VJ, um, and now he, he hosts a podcast and writes about music, and he said he used to work at TRL and was kind of like, I don't know, whenever Carson wasn't in or he was the co-host or He whatever. was also the Wrangler guy who would stand outside. Yeah. A lot. Times yeah. Square. And he was basically like, none of the guys got any of this. I mean, this is just our society, but like none of the NSYNC guys Boy or Backstreet NSYNC. guys, none of them got the same amount of like just focus on their body or on, you know, their virginity or whatever, you know, just how they looked or how they acted. And she was sort of caught where she had to be sexy, baby kind of but like mm-hmm. also you would have these moms groups or parents groups saying like she's a bad influence she's a- yeah yeah like when it was like wasn't it a governor that said she should like yes. i wish i could kill her yeah it's insane yeah it's, because it's, what she's doing to the kids and she's yeah. like well uh, i shouldn't be in charge of what your kids do like that's really terrible <laughs> i know i, I mean in some ways she was like ahead of her time right yeah. like people weren't saying those things yeah then yeah. I, uh, I remember yes. I don't know talking to my mom and my mom had said oh I was watching Regis and Kelly today and I saw that Britney Spears and I said oh you did she says you know what she's so cute <laughs> like my yeah. mom didn't really all she'd known was you know the scuttlebutt about Britney she's like yeah, she's right. just really cute she is really she yeah. is God, she was cute as a button too when she was a little kid and mm, also weirdly like accent. her when she's on Star Search, which my friend and I used to imitate her, like she would sing like "Love Can Be a Day Bridge," like it was real. But she had a and the way she says "build," it's like B I L D. But um, uh, she has had like kind of a nice voice as a little kid. But then she was the focus so much on like dancing, and I just think that I don't know an attribute or something. Well, didn't you? T- I, you told me about a podcast. I believe it was either you or Colleen, where. They can point out a time when she was told by producers, like, no, sexy baby is what you need to do. Like, can you talk like this? And you can tell the difference between, like, her voice when, and I don't know tones or, like, about sopranos or altos or anything. So maybe Anne could listen and um, tell me. But, like, when she was in Mickey Mouse Club, her voice was very different than when it became sexy baby. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's. Baby. I, I hope when she gets free, she can go back to how I she know. really sounds. I don't know. Anyway, it's good. I mean, I watched it, but like I said, I had to watch a little bit of the sound of music to like as a palate cleanser afterward. And R.I.P. Stern, hot Captain Von Trapp. So <laughs> I I saw a tweet. I think the best tweet um, on this subject where someone. Put, posted his picture and then said, Captain Von Thirst Trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
God, he was so hot. He was even I mean, hot in Knives Out. Knives he was in out. A, <laughs> he was like, like 90. <laughs> oh, goodness. Rest From in peace. Sexy yes. baby to hot old man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And with that, Christy, what do you want to take? Oh, no, wait, wait, Meredith, do shameless Amazon Oh, okay. We have a couple shameless Amazon plugs. And I. so the the only interesting thing I bought on Amazon this week are um, reusable makeup remover pads. And this is because I'm slowly, like, I'm realizing how wasteful I can be. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can pry my Viva paper towels out of my cold, dead hands. (laughs) I'm never giving up those. And so I was like, well what else can I, what can I do instead? (laughs) Um, And I use tons of, of cotton rounds and stuff. And so I was like, well, maybe that's something I can do. And I really like this set because um, it seems like kind of a daunting task to keep track of these things in the wash. You know, if I just put them in my regular laundry, but they come with a bag that you can wash them in. It's like a little Mm -hmm. garment bag um, that's specifically for them. And they work great. And I had, you know, so I'm happy about that. I haven't used up all the rest of my rounds, but I tried one of these and it was, it was great. So would recommend, and I'm probably going to get another set because there's only 12 in, in an order. So I think I'm going to get another, another one. What is this makeup of which you speak? Yeah. Are you using makeup? I haven't used it. Well, I had to for my Zoom interview, you guys. Oh, right, right, right. right, right, True, 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 true. But I do have complicated skincare and I have to put toner on sometimes that way. Mm. Got it. Okay. Fine, I mean, fine. I'm going to wear a mask the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm concerned. Um, and mine is a book called Cast, The Origin of Our Discontents by Isabel Wilkerson. It's so good. Um, we start for work. We have to do these dumb goals. Um, and this year they added that we need to have a diversity and inclusion um, one, which fine, that's good. At least it's one goal that makes sense compared to all the others. But, um, so we decided to start a book club and somehow I got put in charge of, um, heading it or facilitating it, um, which I don't like, but fine. And this is our second book that we're doing and I highly recommend it because I'm the facilitator, I had to switch to the audiobook because it's due soon. And it's quite, it's very, very, very well researched. I think I heard she took five years to do all Damn. the research and um, interviewed thousands of people. It's just, it's really good. Highly recommend. Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> Reading or? Writing it. Writing it. Oh, for sure. Her first book took 10 years of research. Dang. Yeah. And that was about... Um, migration patterns of um, black people from the south to the north oh interesting what and how that affected their life it's really interesting yeah haven't read that one yet but i heard her on a podcast talking about it so buy that um (laughs) next is (laughs) housekeeping um buy some stuff from us at the show has everything.com we have started preliminary talks about new kind of merch so if you have something or if you're a good artist why don't you send it to us and we'll sell it um and then please rate and review us even if you don't like us give us five stars but actually just don't listen um and (laughs) yeah that's fine too (laughs) yeah and you can add our amazon link to your home screen um your phone home screen and then you can you too can buy reusable makeup remover pads for all our makeup or anything else yeah anything else and if you'd like to get involved with the show, our website is thisshowhaseverything.com. You can always contact us with your feedback through throwyourphone.com. 
and come hang out at the Facebook group. Things are popping off, although, Kristen, yeah. you are on probation for that Miracle Whip popsicle yes. stuff. <laughs> the show Twitter is at TC Show. One of these days, we'll surprise you by updating it. You can send us an email at tishi at 10710.com or send us a voice memo in the body of that email like Justina did sharing your thoughts and opinions and letting us hear your great voices. You can fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513. Fax anything you want, really. And uh, that was just a start on the media that we've missed. But thank you for joining us. And that was everything for today. Only for today. We'll be back. <laughs> Can't get rid of us. I <laughs> know. It might sound crazy. But I think I recognize her heart.